Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 529th ever show of all around sports. Each Monday at noon Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is yesterday's return of Tom Brady to nearby Foxborough to give Patriot fans the opportunity to say thank you for his unprecedented accomplishments here in New England. He, of course, gave a halftime speech, and it was great. It was great. Uh, he, he hit all the right tones, and uh, especially when he said he will be a patriot forever, and it's really what the fans needed to hear in the stadium. I know a lot of people who were there, and they all said it was terrific unbelievably loud. Uh, we all heard the Brady chant, uh, Brady, 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 that, and, uh, and it was just, you know, a banner day, uh, celebrating his six banners hanging in the stadium for the six championships he won. And Patriots owner, Bob Kraft had a big announcement to make, which is that he was waving the mandatory four-year waiting period to induct a former player into the Patriots Hall of Fame. So they set a date of six, as in six Super Bowl victories, 12, as in Brady's number, 2024. So June 12th, 2024, there will be, I believe, for the first time, and I've been to a number of the Patriots Hall of Fame inductions. They're always great. But this, I think, is going to be the first in-stadium one because there is a chance they will fill the stadium for this. Uh, as in 70,000 or thereabouts will come for a true celebration. Because yesterday, let's face it, it was a halftime speech. His kids were on the stage. His parents were there, uh, former teammates. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was an eight-minute or so speech from Brady or the entire proceedings. Brady probably spoke a little less than eight uh, because it was halftime, and the NFL has its rules. And uh, so what they're going to plan for June 12th of 24 will be, I'm guessing, quite the extravaganza. And... Uh, 
already circled on my calendar as something that I hope to attend as a longtime season ticket member. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, just really something that everybody in New England has been targeting for months. Opening game against the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. And it was just great. The shots up in the press box of Brady sitting between with Robert and Jonathan Kraft to his left and his mother and father to his right were, were great, great stuff. Uh, they o- unveiled a new lighthouse and uh, suite area behind the north end zone, right behind where my seats are. And, uh, and so it was just a, a great backdrop. I think it's the largest television screen now in North America. And uh, so it, it really, you know, the fans were directly behind him in that corner of the end zone uh, near the goalpost, so in the middle of the end zone. And it really came across very nicely on TV, to say the least. And uh, ironically, uh, the Patriots found themselves in a deep hole against the Eagles early on, down 16 nothing, I believe it was. Uh, but to their credit, they came back, a couple quick scores near the end of the first half. Second half was very competitive. Uh, but when I say ironically, you know, the Patriots fought back, but they lost in a type of game that Tom Brady has won up in New England for 20 years. Uh, the weather wasn't great. Uh, raining, as, as you all would have seen, and uh, pretty hard in the first half. It uh, abated a bit in the second half. Uh, but it was just really a, a gala event by any standard. Uh, but at the end, the Patriots got the ball back a couple times in the last five minutes. It was there for the taking. They forced a fumble by Jer- Jalen Hurts. Jabril Peppers did on a really hard hit where uh, the ball just, his helmet hit the ball and it popped right out of Jalen Hurts's hand. So there was two opportunities in the last five minutes to win the game. They were down five. And... Uh, Again, they just couldn't get it down. It ultimately came down to a fourth down play. And uh, and a rookie receiver, Booty, could not get both feet in bounds. Made a nice catch, just couldn't get it, get down. And, uh, and that was it. So, again, disappointing ending, but you have to give the Patriots some credit for coming back from the deficit in the first half. Uh, but... No moral victories in New England, trust me, and uh, whatsoever. So uh, they could have really, really used that victory to get off on the right foot. It's now the third straight year they've lost their opening game. Uh, again, the trend that people up this way are not used to seeing. But uh, we'll see where it goes from here. They're hosting the Dolphins this Sunday night. Uh, again, back at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. So... Uh, they'll be right back in the saddle, and we'll see if they can uh, how they do against the Dolphins, who had just a great, exciting victory yesterday over the Chargers. Really, the game of the day for simply viewers' pleasure, up and down the field, a lot of offense. It was great. 
to say the least. And other notable games yesterday were uh, the Browns and the Bengals. Browns smoked them. The Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow, only threw for 82 yards. That's just nearly impossible to, to believe. Uh, Packers and Bears. Packers continued their hex. I think they've won eight or nine straight now over the Bears. It was the beginning of the Jordan Love era, and he looked great. I think three touchdowns, no picks. So he looked great as the Packers continued their domination. The game was in Soldier Field in Chicago. Uh, And the other game of note was uh, the Rams handling the Seahawks up in Seattle pretty easily. Kind of everybody forgot about the Rams a little bit. Um, Cooper Cup is out on like injured reserve with hamstring issues. Uh, So nobody was really uh, talking much about them. And lo and behold, they went into Seattle and handled them pretty easily. My bizarre story of the week, sticking with the NFL, of course, isn't it great to have NFL football back uh, to say the least. Um, But my bizarre story of the week is the Tampa Bay Bucks post Brady. Uh, he cast a large shadow, of course. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Tampa, so uh, was at the playoff game when he had that near-miracle comeback against the Rams a few years back. Uh, and then Cooper Cup, there's that name again, showed up with that, uh, you know, that long catch in the last minute of the game and field goal, and that was that. But anyway, uh the Bucks yesterday with new quarterback, Baker Mayfield, Brady's successor. <laughs> uh, tall order, to put it mildly. Uh, they went into Minnesota and beat the Vikings. And I think that was one of the shockers of the day, if not the shocker of the day. And there was a few of them. Um, such as the Browns-Bengals game I mentioned. But uh, Mike Evans got a touchdown. A lot of talent on that Bucks team. As we know, when Brady arrived, they surrounded him with talent. A lot of it's still there, starting with Mike Evans. And uh, that was a huge victory. Let's not forget the Vikings last year were had one of the best regular seasons in all of the NFL. Uh, and, of course, lost to the Giants in the first round of the playoffs in Minnesota. Huge, huge disappointment, but... Uh, I think everybody was just assuming the Vikings would be good again this year. And there's nothing, one game does not a season make, so there's no reason to believe they won't be good this year. But I don't think uh, anybody really saw this one coming. The Bucks going into Minnesota uh, with a brand new quarterback uh, to begin the t- post-Tom Brady era and that they would go in and beat the Bikes. But indeed they did. And... Uh, so that was uh, really uh, quite, quite unexpected. That leads into my low light of the week, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I grew up in western Pennsylvania, so followed them very closely. Uh, covered them uh, as a newspaper reporter in the uh, Joe Green era, we'll call it, Chuck Noll era. Uh, when they won four out of six Super Bowls. Anyway, they got smoked, and I mean smoked, at home by the 49ers. The game was up on TV up here in New England, so I was excited to watch that in advance of the Brady game. And uh, 
it just seemed shockingly over by the end of the first quarter. I think they were down maybe 16 to nothing. And, uh, but then the Steelers scored touchdown at the end of the first half. And you thought, okay, they're in Pittsburgh. Here we go. They've stopped the bleeding. But then it all fell apart at the beginning of the second half when Christian McCaffrey uh, had a long touchdown run early in the third quarter, and then it was really over. And uh, it was the Steelers' uh, worst home loss in like 17 years or so. And we're just not used to seeing this in Pittsburgh by any means. And, you know, as this preseason rolled along and the Steelers were playing a lot of their starters, there was optimism was building. You know, they they weren't considered through most of the offseason as, you know, a player in the very tough AFC North Uh but the preseason got a lot of people excited and optimistic. The, the Steelers, a lot of people may have been sleeping on the Steelers, uh, but it all came crashing down yesterday. That's for sure. Uh, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'm sure everybody uh, in Pittsburgh was equally shocked. And uh, but hats off to the 49ers. They looked fantastic, especially in the wake of you know trading Trey Lance to the Cowboys and. Uh, and just, you know, the upheaval. But Brock Purdy, he just looks like the real deal. Uh, looked like he did last year. You know, he had the elbow injury in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles and had surgery. And nobody quite knew what to expect from Brock Purdy. But he just came out yesterday and looked exactly like he did uh, near the end of last season when he won a whole lot of games get the 49ers into the playoffs and the NFC championship game. So that was, uh, that was intriguing as well. So here we are, the NFL is underway. We're all loving it. And, uh, many months ahead of some great NFL football. And it certainly got off to a good start and the world of college football had an exciting weekend as well as always. And now, uh, so, why don't we take our break now, and next up is our call-in expert and college football expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. 
On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Good, John. Good. That's good. Uh, well, AP, football season is in full swing. And before we get into talking about all the games, we're not the only ra- uh, radio show you do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the show that you uh, also do uh, in all your media travels? Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you very much. Yeah, the name of our show, John, is Heard on Spotify, and it's called AP and Kelly As We See It. And you have the capital S, the capital E, the capital C, referencing the Southeastern Conference. So there's two kind of connotations. As we see it, our personal observations, analysis, analysis and comments, and then also as we see it, Southeastern Conference. So people can find it on Spotify, and um, it's a syndicated radio show, and it's heard on stations uh, primarily in Alabama, but it's heard uh, in five states, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi as well. You're in SEC land, shall we say. Yes, yes. And AP, when exactly is the show? Yeah, we have our show, John. It plays on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at various stations. For instance, on twice in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, um, 
9 p.m. in Tuscaloosa on Friday night and then 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning. Uh, it's kind of the lead into Alabama football, the flagship station. And it's on in Montgomery, Alabama, all over North Alabama, then the Gulf Coast in Coley, Alabama. So um, you can find it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can check my Facebook page, AP Stedham, and then our Facebook for our show, AP and Kelly, as we see it. We always put the schedule up there in the times and the stations. And then we always have it up on the Spotify around Thursday, uh, 1 o'clock Central. 1 o'clock Central, you should be able to access the show. One-hour show, syndicated show. Terrific. Well, uh, I've been on the show with you uh, yeah. as a guest, the same way you are here with my show we, every week. And uh, it's great. It's great. And, uh, you know. It's a must-listen, shall we say. And AP, speaking of Alabama, uh, since I, the, the, that's where you live, and uh, you know we're going to get to the Alabama-Texas game, but you were actually uh, on site in California for another Alabama team. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your weekend and that game? Yeah, yeah, John. I had the, the privilege uh, to be at the Auburn versus California game, the SEC versus the Pac-12, the first time these two teams have ever met in their history. And it was a tight ball game, back and forth. Cal had some problem with their field goal kicking. I think they missed at least three. They made a 52-yard field goal, John, but they were holding. So that pushed it back to 62. There's no way they're going to try a 62-yard field game, put 62-yard field goal. So uh, Auburn held on to win 14-10. to They scored a late touchdown on a fade from the transfer quarterback at Michigan State who came to Auburn, Peyton Thorne, to the, uh, the transfer tight end from FIU, uh, Rivaldo. And so uh, that was a great play for them. California drove the field, John, and they were within striking distance of scoring a touchdown. Auburn inter- intercepted the ball in the end zone, so that ended the game. 14-10, to 10, California, Auburn hung on to beat California. And I was watching AP late at night back here on the East Coast in the Boston area. And, uh, yeah, it was a good game. Very competitive. And uh, so, yeah, it was definitely uh, a great game to cover, right? You must have enjoyed it immensely. Oh, yeah. That's a, it's a beautiful venue and setting. University of California in Berkeley. Berkeley. And they had 44,000 people there. The stadium holds about 80, but... 10,000 people were from Auburn, John. They brought a big really? crowd. So, yeah, sure wow. did. And they had, yeah, a, well. they had the Tiger Walk. They, they, they had the Tiger Walk on the campus of the University of California, so Auburn football players were welcomed to the stadium by the fans. And, uh, yeah, it was quite, quite impressive, really. That's really cool. Not surprised. You know, SEC teams no. all travel well, including Auburn. And, uh, right, right. you know. It just means more, so I'm not shocked, especially given it's the first time ever that they're playing uh, right. Cal Berkeley, uh, which is just, yeah. you, you know, it's a sexy matchup. It just is. Um, yes. But so yeah. you must have felt pretty good about that, being out in California with so many fellow Alabamans in, uh, in attendance. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they stayed at the same, they stayed at the same hotel. So it was a lot of fun to discuss the Auburn team. You know, new coach had you free. His second right. time in the FCC, of course, he was at Ole Miss sure. three years ago. And, of course, he had to resign and leave. But uh, he's back with Auburn. So they're 
managing their roster the best they can. They brought in some new players to improve the roster. They were lacking on that offensive line and playmakers in the perimeter. And of course, they were looking for a quarterback. That's why they brought in Peyton Thorne out of Michigan State. Robbie Ashford, the transfer from Oregon, the dual threat is still there, but Peyton Thorne is going to have to throw the ball much better in the upcoming games. He made some nice throws to lead him on that touchdown winning drive, but he's very inconsistent, missed some open receivers, so he's going to have to do uh, much better and improve with his passing once he gets to the league play. He had a pretty good year a couple of years ago, John, you know, 27 touchdowns, and they were 10 and 2, 11 and 2, something like that. And then they followed that up with five and seven. I think he had 16 touchdowns. So, yeah, but he's got to improve as a passer, John, once he hits the SEC. 14 points is probably not going to be sufficient in that league. Correct. No doubt about it. But a win is a win is a win. I'm sure, Absolutely. you know, for both he and uh, the new Auburn coach, you freeze. And, uh, you know, made the trip worthwhile for the 10,000 or so Auburn fans that made their way out to California. So, you know, I'm sure they'll take it. And uh, yes. onward and upward. I know you cover a lot of Auburn games in recent years. So I, I think it's great. Yes, yeah, big win for them. Uh, and Auburn fans are, of course, delighted to have that long trip home and be happy about the victory. So, and so. They'll face some tough challenges. I think Auburn's a team, John. Six wins is highly possible. Seven or eight is within reach. Sure. Well, that'll get them in a bowl, no doubt about it, especially the yeah. way they travel. And, uh, yes. yeah, so I'm sure everybody would be, you know, okay with that to kick off uh, the U-Freeze era at Auburn. So we shall see. And, AP, we're quickly at the end of our first segment, but uh, great Great perspective on, you know, football, uh, especially out at the Pac-12, given all the recent developments where the Pac-12 doesn't have 12 teams in it anymore. That we know. Um, no, no, at least they, down to they two won't. at the moment. <laughs> down to two at the moment, exactly. So so before we go to break, I have to ask you, uh, what, 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 what was the vibe out there like uh, regarding what's happened with the Pac-12 in recent weeks? Yeah, everyone's stunned, John. They're just trying to sort through it in their mind and adjust mentally. And, of course, physically, it's going to be a lot of trips with many miles. On the, right. At, and many, many times to the airport. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, taking those long treks across the country. There'll be a lot, a lot of long flights, no doubt about it. And uh, just as an example, you know, UCLA and USC are going to the Big Ten, which means they'll be traveling at points in time to play Rutgers, which is the opposite end of the country and vice versa. Rutgers will be traveling out West at some point too. So, and a whole lot of places in between. So right. should be, it's going to be going to be crazy. It's a new era, AP new world. Yes, sure is. Um, for Absolutely. Everybody. For everybody. Exactly. Even, even we fans and, uh, so, AP, why don't we take our first break now, and we still have a lot to get to on the other side, including, uh, oh, by the way, that other team in Alabama who lost at home. Not something we say very often, and we'll get to all that on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Headquarters gave the orders and we're shipping out. Our objective is Operation Big Game. Leading the revolution with Jim and Trav's hunting campaign will be Captain Steve West from Steve's Outdoor Adventures, plus Sergeant Dean Capuano with Swarovski Optic Quest, and first class culinary specialist Brian Tucker of High Mountain Seasonings. The revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i am your host john inglesby to join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports, and is also the host of A.P. and Kelly on As We See It, uh, covering... The SEC, it's on Spotify, and AP, uh, we referenced at the end of the previous segment, uh, you talked about the Auburn-California game that you covered in Berkeley over the weekend, Uh, but the other Alabama team, maybe the first time I've ever said that, um, (laughs) Alabama, that might not make Tide fans very happy, but... uh, Right. They were, you know, shockingly, I would call it, of course, lost at home to Texas 
uh, where they were outscored in the fourth quarter. Uh, outscored and outplayed. And AP, uh, I'm sure everybody in Alabama is kind of stunned. I think so, John, because I and I didn't understand the beginning of the year, John, where people were picking Alabama for the championship. I, I saw no evidence of the, that type of talent. Now, that's not saying they can't win. They can't win ball games, But I didn't see no dominating offensive players on one side and the offensive line, although I think it's the biggest in pro or college, or right right there with anybody else, they have not played well. And picking the quarterback and providing pieces for the running backs. And then we know the wide receivers. I always told you that was a huge question mark. I don't see any all-star. I don't see any, let's say, all SEC talent. on The running backs, quarterback, wide receivers. So, why all these people across the country, and they were saying Saban was mad. Well, Saban doesn't play football. He coaches football. That's nothing to do with them. Correct, correct. And, of course, really, you know, the big question mark with obviously quarterback. Uh, it's the, uh, you know, follow-up to the Bryce Young era. And uh, so, you, you know, nobody knew really what to expect, and – Saban kind of held off till late before uh, designating his starting quarterback, um, who, you, you know, you just don't know how a person is going to play in his first game. The Alabama crowd, massive juice. There was a big game. I mean, it's two blue bloods, to put it mildly, Texas and Alabama. They played last year out in Austin, and Texas almost beat them. So they come in yeah. with some confidence. And, uh, but he, you know, everybody ex- expected Alabama to win, period. Almost everybody. Almost everybody. You're right. As soon as I said that, I was going to throw that in there, AP. There were, there were a lot of people, uh, thinking Texas for sure. No doubt about it. I misspoke yeah. with that. Yeah. Almost everybody. Good, yeah. good word. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Texas. I wasn't thinking Alabama. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Again, didn't mean to misspoke there, but Alabama clearly was the favorite, favorite team, obviously. Uh, most most, but most every- definitely, most definitely. Yeah, but everybody knew that, you know, um, that, you know, Texas had deep talent. And, uh, you know, the quarterback, Ewers, uh, Quentin Ewers is, you know, a stud. And he played well. What? And uh, yeah, John, you, you you know what he did, John? He got in better shape. I think he lost twenty five pounds. He's in shape now. He matured not only physically but mentally. Mentally, John, because you know he hadn't played a lot of football. I think he came out early, went to Ohio State, sat on the bench behind CJ Stroud, came to Texas, right. played some last season, played against Alabama, who looked pretty good, but got hurt. And so now he's in shape, and he's his body is is ready to play college football and at, at this level, and also his mind is right. Because he, I, I think he was one of these players that probably thought he was going to set the world on fire coming out of high school. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Correct. Exactly right, AP. Uh, yeah, I mean, that happens with a lot of players. I mean, Trey Lance. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> your classic example. Uh, he oh, my goodness, yeah. played maybe four games in three years or something along those lines. And, uh so, yeah, well, you know, he, he he played well the other night, and that was as big a stage as it gets. 
on the road in Tuscaloosa, and uh, you know he delivered. He delivered, and uh, big time, big time, yeah, yeah, big time. And as we all know, you know Arch Manning uh, is out there as a freshman, so uh, you know for Quinn Ewers simply to to you know nail down the job is a bit of a testament to him not that Arch Manning was just going to walk in and get the job as a freshman but you, you know no. nonetheless he, he was there and uh Quentin Ewers uh you know showed up and so yeah. I, I, the Texas fans have to be pretty ecstatic actually and keep in mind Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the SEC so great way to, for them to announce their presence starting next year in the SEC Right, and John, let's not forget Malik Murphy, the second-string quarterback at Texas. He's from California, six-five, six-six. Vince Young, like as far as his physical stature, he's a very okay. dynamic player. So he had to be at Arch Manning and Malik Murphy as well. Wow. Okay. Well, that says a lot for him, uh, you know, to say the least. Yeah. And AP, another story that is definitely uh, <laughs> garnering the nation's attention: Colorado. Uh, we all know what they did going into TCU to win their opener and Coach Prime's first game as Colorado head coach with the son as the quarterback, Shador. And then, uh, yes, they played last week, uh, this past Saturday, two days ago, in uh, Boulder. And it took a while, but they finally got a handle on it and, uh, you know, pretty much dominated the second half to beat Nebraska. So, and they... Fans rushed the field. Biggest game in Colorado in a while. Right, right. I would say Nebraska's still, you know, in the rebuild mode, of course, with Matt Rule first year as the head coach for the uh, Cornhuskers. They're, yep. Let's, I'll just try to be as kind as I can. They're offensively challenged. Their quarterback yes. makes numerous, multiple errors. There's no way you can win with that type of performance. And Colorado has speed on offense. I think they're probably going to be pretty effective all year on that side. Defensively, they don't have the offensive line. You know, the offensive line and defensive lines are not as strong, and they're going to play some teams that score a lot of points, so it, it, it could be back and forth, and who has the ball last in some of their games. Exactly, exactly. And, of course, <clears throat> prime being prime, Deion Sanders, of course, uh, no team has a bigger chip on their shoulder. Than Colorado, it's it's a total right. us against them mentality. Right. He, yeah, yeah. He he wants you to tell tell he wants you. I say you, um, fans and the media, to say that they have arrived after two games. Well, it doesn't. It, 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 that's not the way it works, Shannon. A lot of a lot of ball games. Football, you know, is uh, attrition. Right. You have to be healthy all the way through. So to win one game against TCU, who we know gave up 63 to Georgia, even right. though they were in the championship game, it's a different year, different quarterback, different team. Uh, I think that was a, you know, a great way to start, okay, because all the attention was on you. And you're playing the team that competed in the national championship game, albeit got beat 65 to 7, I think it was, it was 65. Uh-huh. And, uh, but two games do not make a, a a program or a season or a head coach at this level. It's nice for the Colorado fans, I would say. I mean, who's having more fun than Colorado fans right now? Oh, for sure. 
No, they're just, uh, you, you know, it's yeah, but I, CTV I, I at this point. Anoint- yeah, I wouldn't break an, out the anointment oil just yet. Right. Absolutely. Um, no, it's just, uh, it's so far, I believe, the story of the year in college football. Uh, Coach Prime, as well as Colorado, the team, and they're just, they're clearly on a mission. And uh, it's just going to be fascinating to watch uh, how this all unfolds, uh, to put it mildly. But at this point in time, they kind of, you know, are the most talked about team in America right now. They just are. They doubled the win total. Right. One win last year, two already uh, against, you know, two decent teams. You, you know, or, or oh, yeah. decent, decent programs Power for sure, teams. DCU and yep. Nebraska. Certainly historic programs. So, yeah. And so they're off to, off to a great start. Indeed they are. It's, it's fascinating. Must-see TV at this point in time already, and we're only in week two. Way P, we've actually gotten to the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take our final break and still a lot more to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end? Or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. 
Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, and is also the host of A.P. and Kelly on the show As We See It, covering the SEC, and it's on Spotify. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Jets-Bills game featuring the debut of you-know-who, Aaron Rodgers. It's 9-11, and the game will be played at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. So emotions are sure to be running high, uh, and it's a great game. Uh, the Bills have been the beast of the East for a few years now. And need I say more than it's the debut of Aaron Rodgers uh, playing for the Jets. First time ever not playing for the Packers. So, AP, must-see TV, I'd say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For those Jet fans, and I happen to be a Jet fan, so we've been waiting a few a few years for them to return to the Super Bowl, so... Just a few. You can always live in hope, John. It's not a strategy, but you can live in hope. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I loved Aaron Rodgers' line when he first showed up in New York after signing uh, the deal and looked at the singular uh, trophy, Super Bowl trophy, won by Joe Namath, of course. And I'm assuming Joe Namath is why you're a Jets fan, because <laughs> he played at Alabama, yeah. obviously. Right. And, uh, and Roger's line at the time was, uh, that trophy looks pretty lonely. So uh, it was a great line. I thought, and just, uh, welcome to New York moment, AP. I'm going to, you know, he knows what, he he knows what he needs to do. And that's make that, give that trophy a little company. Yeah, absolutely. That's correct. So AP, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, let's just touch on one more game from college football before uh, following up our little NFL discussion. And I I certainly covered the NFL in the opening segment, but we welcome your thoughts about AP Miami beat up on Texas A&M down in Miami the other night. And, uh, you know, a bit of a surprise. Uh, Needless to say, uh, my just mere fact that it's, SEC, Texas A&M, and, uh, you know, you kind of didn't know what to expect in this game. But uh, but Miami looked good, and Texas A&M did not. No, uh, I was a big surprise, I thought, because last year, and, of course, there's different seasons, but 17-9 to 9, uh, in College Station, the Aggies prevailed in a, in a losing year, and then this time they traveled to Miami. There's Bobby Petrino as the new offensive coordinator, so you're figuring the offense has to be better, and it was, but the defense was, you know, they have high, high-priced high players and five-star players on that side of the ball, gave up 48 points, and Tyler Van Dyke, who we, who we know from Connecticut, uh, yes. he had five touchdowns, I think 370-plus yards, played a fabulous ball game, but the mighty SEC, and especially the SEC Western Division, who always people always thought was the toughest division, and uh, any any um, any 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 conference in the country, 
And Alabama has lost double digits. LSU has lost double digits to Florida State, three touchdowns, by the way, and then now uh, double-digit loss by Texas A&M from the SEC Western Division. So, John, the mighty SEC has really tumbled. Yeah, they're off to a rough start, uh, to say the least, um, uh, except for Georgia, of course, <laughs> the two-time defending national champion. In the, in the East, is, yes. Yeah, in the East, exactly. Uh, they're certainly looking like the two-time National champion, like so many teams, Alabama and whatnot, AP, you know, they got a new quarterback, too. And so far, so good yes. with uh, with him, yeah. I would say. Um, yeah, so. so, yeah, so that bears watching, um, you, you know, to say the least. So uh, it's just we're off and running with football. I, of course, uh, am pleased with Penn State winning their first two games. I grew up in the shadow of Beaver Stadium, and uh, mm-hmm. they're taking on Illinois on national TV at noon on this coming Saturday. So uh, that, right. certainly looking forward to that. Uh, but AP. Kansas, Illinois. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, exactly. I was watched, I watched some of that game knowing they were going to be playing St- Penn State this weekend. Uh, AP, switching to the NFL. What caught your eye over the weekend? First full weekend of NFL. Well, I think the Dallas Cowboys winning 40 to nothing on the road against the New York Giants. I can't believe you practiced for months and prepare and new draft choices and personnel and you, you have, and, and their coaches and offensive, that, that's his specialty, Brian Dable, who was the offensive oh, yeah. coordinator among the places of Alabama. Sure. Zero points. Zero points. In pro ball, I mean, this is not high school ball, college ball, pro ball, 40 to zip. I mean, the New York Giants fans, they cannot be very happy with their coach and their team. Not at all. And let's not forget the Giants were a playoff team and actually beat the Vikings, which I referenced earlier in the first segment uh, in the playoffs last year. And uh, so, yeah, not a shocker that the Cowboys won, but certainly a shocker that they won forty to nothing in New York. Yeah, to put it mildly. In, in any game, any any game in the NFL, John, forty to Correct. nothing, right? With, right, you rarely see that type of score. Forty to nothing. Yes, you you rarely see that type of score. Period. Total failure. Um, total failure. Total. No, I, I, I it, it was a shocker. And Micah Parsons, speaking of Penn State, as we just were. Uh, you know, his presence was felt. He is really just, he's a game wrecker and, uh, he's fun to watch. He was at the Penn state opener against West Virginia, banging the drum on NBC and, uh, and yeah, so he, he, he's a force to say the least. Right. And then you had John, the Pittsburgh Steelers being dominated at home by the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, AP, and you're out in the San Francisco area, so that had to be big news given, you know, the Trey Lance situation yeah. and Brock Purdy returning from injury, looking like he did last year. I touched on this in the first segment, but, you know, it was – you talk about not seeing 40 to nothing scores in the NFL. You also don't see uh, the Steelers just get absolutely blown out in the home opener. Uh, their worst home loss in about 17 years. 
Um, and it was total domination by the Niners from the opening kickoff. Total domination. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant proves right. to be pretty relevant. Gotta be, it's got to be – I mean, John, think about it. I mean, there's been some Mr. Irrelevants that have done some good things in the league, but a quarterback, starting quarterback, a playoff quarterback right. from Mr. Irrelevant? Oh, and totally. some free agent quarterbacks as well. We understand that too, but actually drafted Mr. Irrelevant and he's a playoff quarterback, and he looks like he's going to be a playoff quarterback this year if he stays healthy. Oh, absolutely. No, he looked great. He was in total control. Very impressive. He's, you know, he's emotional, which is kind of cool to see from a quarterback, like yeah. emotional in a good way. And, uh, right. no, he, he's fun. He's fun. And he, again, had major elbow surgery, as we all know, and he doesn't look like he's lost a step at all. So, right. um, so Niner fans, here they are again. And Nick Bosa just signed record contract. And, uh, so yeah, good stuff. Needless to say. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so a couple teams licking their wounds, starting with the Steelers and the Giants. And, uh, and I'm sure people in San Francisco were excited to say the least. Oh yeah. Definitely excited for the 49ers because I mean, Brock Purdy was injured last year and tried to, you know, could compete in that final game. So right. they thought they had a chance and I believe they, 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 of course, it would have been much better if he was healthy. So, oh yeah, um, you know they're, they're looking forward to him being healthy the entire season. And uh, the, the 49ers, you know, they drafted Trey Lance as a total bust. Yeah, so at least in at least in San Francisco, anyway, at this moment. Currently. Exactly. But, and then you have Mister Irrelevant. So, I mean, what a judge the position of the draftees and their level of success. No doubt, AP, and it's going to be fun to watch, uh, to say the least. Absolutely. And AP, we've already gotten to the end of our show. I can't thank you enough for calling and your great perspective, and uh, much appreciated, as always. Hey, thank you, John. My pleasure. Thank you, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.